Welcome to the original Vegan Business Talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to the next episode. And today our guests are Paula and Tom, and they are founders of the Vegan Agency. Welcome. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much, Shane, for having us here. And hola to your all of your speaking uh, um, audience. No, Spanish-speaking audience. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, all the way from Spain. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you guys, a little bit of back, background, cliff notes, and then how did you guys get to do what you're doing today? And uh, yeah, give us a little bit of the backstory. Yep. Do you want to start on that one? Why not? Uh, so um, a long time ago, I studied uh, something like earth sciences and natural disasters. So my background is more like uh, sustainability and, and that kind of thing, kind of uh, right. green sciences. Um, and then I moved to Spain to learn Spanish uh, in theory and then travel to the Caribbean and start a project to do with uh, tsunami warning. But that was 12 years ago, and I haven't left yet. Um, so so my Spanish is quite good, but the project has gone nowhere. Um, and, and while I was studying in the Caribbean, I discovered that I really uh, enjoyed photography and how that communicates in a, in a visual way. So I slowly morphed into a photographer. Um, and then when I met Paula, it was a kind of a natural combination of uh, image, I guess, and business uh, on her side. Yep. I've been a vegetarian first and then a vegan for almost 20 years now. So I started defending animals um, before I got into uni. And then I decided right. that I wanted to help the animals, the planet, people. And my biggest business inspiration was Anita Rodrik. She was a founder, uh, the richest founder of The Body Shop, which is now the largest corporation that we know that does like these amazing products that don't test on animals. They use activism as a resource and they started in the seventies. No. So it was like a whole female right. CEO entrepreneur in the seventies yeah. where like in a yeah. room filled with men. So right. she was my biggest inspiration. That's amazing. By the way, yeah. we've got the body shop here in Canada. I don't know if you knew that. And it was yeah. one of the places, yeah, and it was one of the places growing up that I bought my mom her Christmas presents from for a long time. Yeah, because right. yeah. yeah, it's so, great. Yeah. They do an amazing job. Yeah. <laughs> so since I was already doing activism with an animal sanctuary and I was already defending animals, um, I also needed to learn how to defend myself. So I joined the debate club. Uh, I became also a professor, or sorry, an oratory teacher. Uh, and then I did a, a master's in communication. So I was combining activism and being a freelancer uh, since forever. Like I've never worked for uh, one of those big corporations that wanted right. me after winning all of the debate uh, <laughs> tournaments. No, um, And I just wanted to stay true to my passion. Uh, and I've done it. No, I mean, I've been, it's been a struggle <laughs> because in Spain, it's always been like super precarious. Like the movement didn't really want to pay for jobs like these. And they also saw business uh, a bit dodgy, like business were trying to, I don't know, mm -hmm. like somehow take on the movement and corrupt it and take it like to the very wild capitalism side of it. But I've right. always thought that good business like if it comes from like a really good place 
it can change the world. So then I met Tom in 2019. Uh, we became a couple. And as he said, no, it was only natural. No, I had the PR skills, the communication and oratory skills and the business side of it. And he had like all of the image and knowledge, you know, behind the, the company. So here we are. <laughs> wow. Yeah, those are two great skills that merge together quite nicely. So, I mean, that's, yeah. A, that's, yeah. Yeah, that, that's amazing. That's a big, that's a big benefit. That's great. Uh, and so tell us a little bit about your guys' company. Um, we started with a pandemic, <laughs> which was uh, uh, very scary, very scary. We have been bootstrapping all the way in and because uh, what we do is services mainly. We can't really be eligible for all of the amazing vegan money that's out there because mm -hmm. the two main premises is to be a scalable. We're not at the moment. I would looking for other at other options. Uh, and the second one is to take directly the animals out of the equation. No, so if we're looking for a company that makes vegan cheeses, that would be completely like ticking all of the boxes. But for us, it's always been hard because we have been bootstrapping all the way in. And with a pandemic in a context of Spain, no, where many vegan businesses have been closing for the last three years. Uh, and then with all of the influence that we're getting you now from the war in Ukraine, which is awful and it should stop immediately. Um, yes, it's also affecting, yeah, like inflation and all of the cost of yeah. living has just been skyrocketing. Like we haven't seen like in good old Europe, mm -hmm. no, uh, yeah. for quite a quite long time now. So it's been a struggle, but we, we're, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> right, right. Uh, here too, same thing. You know, inflation here. Yeah cost of living, I mean, everything, like it's food prices here are just out of, out of this world. Like I bought three apples the other day and it was like $6 for three apples. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, you know, like wow. how, you know, like I'm, I was just thinking like, if you don't have any money and you're trying to eat healthy, like, w w like it's almost impossible. Yeah. Right. At those costs. Yeah. Right. You know, and stuff. So yeah, they got to definitely do something about that. You, this has got to be fixed hundred percent. And I, you're right that that war in Ukraine is just the most ridiculous thing that has ever, yeah. you know, happened. Uh, I mean, that's a whole podcast on its own, so I won't even go into yeah, that. On right? its own, we do talk yeah. a lot about that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you guys, you know, but, you know, one thing I like about, you know, I, I, I like I've done them both raised money, built businesses, mm -hmm. had service businesses, all the stuff. One thing I like about service businesses is that I've been able to scale services businesses because I didn't need to raise the money and I've got to keep a hundred percent ownership. And so I can move and, you know, so I can move and, you know, so I can move and shake a little more and do a little more things and, and, and maybe be able to, you know, I mean, find the few of the right people. And if somebody stays on with me a couple of years, maybe give a bit of equity or profit sharing or whatever, I think that can help drive the business to the next level. Um, so I, I do like those types of businesses and you're right. Bootstrapping. I've done them both, right? Bootstrapping is not the easiest at all, but when it works, you got a hundred percent control of the company. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah, with you guys, um, yeah. Tell us like, what do you guys like? what two questions what services do you guys offer who are your clients how do you help people that type of stuff what does that look like 
Yeah, we do communication and media visibility for brands with purpose. So our red lines are any type of company who are destroying the planet or uh, killing animals, etc. But we also have our gray lines with our clients, which I struggled with a bit at the beginning, but now I quite like because I think that this is where we need to do the most work. Meaning I really love the vegan clients that come knocking to a door and they will always have like a special place in my heart. But I feel after all of these years of doing animal advocacy, um, that working with the big corporations who are trying to have vegan products and they're trying to move away slowly from animal production uh, that's where we have to insist the most at the moment. No, so th- those will be like a gray lines. We can work with uh, these type of companies as long as the product is good and is vegan. So right. we do everything from PR, photos and video with Tom. We have a small but very powerful team of people who can do graphic design. We can do websites, both things, no back end and front end. Um, we can do event planning as well. Uh, and we can also work internationally because um, one thing of being a vegan for so long is that I've met many other like, like-minded people along the way. So I know basically everyone <laughs> and I can choose like freelancers all over the world. So if we had like a client who's working internationally, let's say, um, I could call someone in the States and be like, I want to work with you on the PR side of this client because obviously me being in Spain, it's um, it's going to be better. No, if I uh, hire someone in there who can do like the field work for us. So right. yeah, that's mainly what we do. <laughs> that, that's amazing. So what do you guys think is your biggest challenge with your business? Um, I would say financial. Yeah. Uh... Mm. I, I like uh, liquidity. <laughs> yeah, liquidity, like liquidity. <laughs> general cash flow. Yeah, so it's it's difficult to find mm. enough clients that we can deal with, uh, like with a top level of service in a sustainable way, without either not having enough or yeah. probably dying of success. No, yeah. it's like a weird balance that we're kind of walking along this very thin line between how many more clients can we get do we need to hire another person but then if we hire another person and we don't have enough clients no that kind of weird Mm -hmm. beginning balance where you're expanding but you're not sure if you're expanding enough yeah to expand I've always worked uh, solo, no? So um, it's always been very easy (laughs) to understand myself and to manage myself. Um, And except for the period, the five year period that I was uh, taking the leadership on the communication and PR side of the first animal sanctuary here in Spain, El Hogar, um, I haven't been working with large groups of people that I had to manage, no? So for me as the CEO, that's my main challenge. Um, I'm combining that with therapy and I talk about it every time that I have the chance because as a very sensitive individual no, like me um, and also like having been working for the animals for so long, I have experienced everything like post-traumatic right. stress, depression, right. anxiety, burnout, all of those things. No, So 
Uh, money is one of our first, um, I would say, like the first challenge that we have at the moment, but also try to keep the balance also between in the relationship and us at home and mental health, I would say is the the other one, no, because yeah. it takes like a great amount of effort to know yourself and also to understand how other people work and maybe right. they might be like neurodivergent and they might have some like other type of framing in their mind and they might think differently which is beautiful to be honest mm -hmm. to work with other people who don't think in the same way that you do but it takes uh effort yeah. no to understand and effort. yeah to communicate yeah it all comes to that in the end no? communication right that's a communication yeah. it is i mean it's such a, a you know i've always said since the businesses i built and everybody i'm close to on my teams and stuff i'm like it's just no matter what service we do or what products we have, it's just a people game in the end. That's really yeah. what it is. I mean, it's a people game of how we hire somebody, how we deal with them, how we get a client, how we don't, how we approach, how we do our customer experience, how we send gifts, when we send gifts, when we send cards, when we don't. I said, it's just a people game in the end, you know, and I don't think enough businesses think of it like that. You know what I mean? They get into business and start thinking yeah. it's so transactional. When, you know, we spend so much time on the back end, our, our processes and systems around people. And I learned that from when I had a one person business and 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 to do it. One of my mentors would be like, Shane, think like a big business because that's how you'll get there. So I was like, OK, act like a big business, run it like a big business, you know, make these moves like a big business. And I, I never forgot that. Right. And it was like, remember, it was like, just start doing your financials every Sunday night. Look at everything all the time, even when like you're just a one person business. I got into that routine yeah. and that habit and, you know, it's just, it was priceless, some of that, but I don't think I realized it then, you know, like I do now to tell you the truth, yeah. right? It's like, oh, why am I doing this? I'm only a one person business, right? Doesn't make any sense. But so, yeah, I love those, yeah. what you just talked about right there. And then the mental health is huge. You know, I, I found this very interesting. I, uh, I have two trainings, one's called humanizing businesses and another one is brainwave synergy, right? So I'm heavily trained in brainwaves and stuff like that. But when I, offered that in the business course i didn't even really push it i was just like oh i got this other training i'm going to add it in you know what i mean it was just kind of like yeah. but then when the honestly i watched the business people take it and they were like as soon as i didn't talk about it, they're like hey you haven't talked about the brain stuff yet like honestly <laughs> the amount that they loved it and got in the pocket on it i was like whoa like i i was very surprised uh at that and i shouldn't have been i guess you know what i mean but um i was like so focused on helping them scale or drive more profit or leverage and do this stuff to figure it out that I kind of forgot about that right and then realized oh shit like this is really important <laughs> as you said in one of your episodes it takes two things no to make a business successful and to scale it that would be teams and community yeah. uh if I didn't get that wrong so right. uh it's all come down right. to people like you have to take care of your people you have to right. take care of your employees of your clients of just yeah. I don't and know yourself. and yourself of course yeah yeah that's the most difficult for us <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a, well I mean I think that's a that's a tough one for you know for a lot of people is is themselves especially yeah. in business because there's so many ups and downs and so many emotional out rides and highs and it, you know I always tell people that I mean business to me is the hardest thing a person will pretty much ever do and the reason I say that is because when you go to become a certain job, right, you're, you're learning one skill set. If you're going to be a lawyer, you're learning how to be a lawyer, right? But the lawyer that has to own the company 
has to learn how to market it, how to deal with people, how to hire, how to like you got a billion things that you have to learn being an entrepreneur. So I always say it's like yeah. you got to you're, you're you're learning how to wear twenty five hats. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't think that many people understand this. No, the business mm. is a social science, the same as psychology, yeah. anthropology. You no, know? yeah. you have like all of those, and business is just one of them. No, the same as economy. When people say like, oh, the market's getting scared. It's like, no, it's not the market. It's the people who own those <laughs> shares, no, who are making decisions based on whatever they heard or read or whatever the latest news is. Yeah, yeah. You know, as we kind of started to, you know, as we, every time we're, we're growing, I, I, you know, I just said this to one of my right-hand guys the other day. I said, we're just truly like in the people game, like 100% now. That's all it is. And it's a matter of how good we get at that is how the size that we go, period. It's just as simple as that. And that's including ourselves, right? So tell us about how's the dynamic of working together as a couple? Because I, you know, that is not always the easiest thing to do, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, Because it feels like, (laughs) <laughs> it feels like you a lot of the time you should be working and you're not working but also when you're not working you start <laughs> to feel like should should be working right. so you kind of uh it's kind of like the millennial issue no of like yeah. productivity you no know? so even when you're relaxing you should be relaxing productively <laughs> so that when we're not working on one thing we should be working on the couple which makes it a second job that we have yeah it's it's difficult sometimes that cycle no and just be like let's just relax and do something stupid and fun yeah we don't have to anything Mm. for no so it's a little it's interesting uh to try and coordinate two people in everything yeah between between business and (laughs) all of the other life parts which are complicated enough anyway um, so yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. We do get along very well, which makes right. things way easier. Uh, and I always also like to be vocal about it because when it happened, I couldn't really say it. Um, but I have been in an abusive relationship before. Um, right. And as a bisexual woman, I didn't want to date any more men. Um, but I met Tom. No, so um, being with him has been one of the easiest things that I've ever done no um he just understands what i've been through uh and right. all of the traumas that i that i bring into the couple like so well uh sometimes to his uh, mental health cost no of course um because i guess it's not easy um but he's my safe person no so he uh even when we face the challenges that we do at work um in the end i can always be a bit calm because i know that right. Even if we don't get these, we will get the next thing because we're together. So yeah. that is some type of reassurance that I don't think that many people are lucky enough to get in their lives or in the jobs, no. <laughs> so it right. makes things a bit easier, I would say. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I mean, that's so that's so important, you know, what you just said, right? So I mean, that's that's amazing. Do you guys like take the time, like consciously go, okay. We're not going to do business now and we're just going to like go to a movie or do whatever. Do you like guys actually do that? Yeah, I have. 
I, I can say for myself that I have brought a uh, structure to Tom's life. <laughs> More <a> structure. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I do like routine. You no, know? um I recently started therapy for gifted people and my therapist told me you know that I thrive in routine. And even though I also started the business so I could have like flexibility and I could I didn't have to go to like an office and take orders from people that are usually like less smart than than I am uh, at the moment with the therapy that I'm following. It's helping me a lot to have a tiny bit of a routine now. Um, whereas Tom, when I met him, he was more chaotic. Um, so now I guess that's helping him a lot. Uh, but he has to sometimes be like chill. Like it's okay to be flexible. It's okay if plans falls apart. Like we can have like a plan B, and it's okay to improvise as well. So. Right. I guess in that sense, complement each other very well. Uh, but yeah, we do take conscious breaks and also like conscious meetings to just like work on the uh, business. No, not to be like delivering services to other clients because you know how it can get you no know, in the daily um, routine. No, with right. business, uh, you just like are delivering and delivering and overachieving and just trying to be like a perfectionist on everything. And then you forget that you also have a business to run. And even though right. that usually falls on me, I obviously uh, consult Tom on every decision that we make right. to make sure that we're on the same page. <laughs> Makes sense. Why did you guys choose this type of business to go into? Um, I can only say that communication has been the love of my life um, right. due to my personal story. Um, yeah. As I told you, you know, I've been in an abusive relationship and I am a bisexual person who was born in the late 80s uh, and I had a religious upbringing, Catholic, um, and that was very difficult for, for me, you know, so as a woman as well to speak up my mind and to defend the courses that I believed like strongly in mm -hmm. has been so important that right. uh, I think that um, yeah that my main job in life has been to find my voice and to help others finding right. theirs so to me this was like the only type of job uh, I could do other than the podcast that I also host mm -hmm. for vegan and vegetarian women, where we talk about business. It's only in Spanish, Shane, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but but it's quite it's quite good. I enjoy it a lot. Um, and I guess for Tom, it's the same, but with photography, no? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's quite similar. Um, it's a kind of, mm, I suppose, a desire to help something no in some way and produce something that helps people do something or that pushes people in a in a specific direction or, or whichever direction they want to go in a nice way or a, a kind way or a helpful way um without yeah without forcing people to do things that they don't necessarily need or want to do no so we kind of uh, I don't know. We meshed quite well in that in that kind of general aim or, or direction right. of the business, um, and it made sense to do this because something else that comes up quite often in 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 our little circles is, oh, why don't we uh, make a magazine? Terrible idea. No one should launch a magazine at this point. Yeah. They're, all, we, they're all closing. No. We did have like a little. Um, mm. uh, instead of doing like a Christmas card, Shane, this year. No, that was like last year, which was okay. great. It said like, all I want for Christmas is vegan. You, 
we did like a tiny magazine for people asking 23 vegan women uh, 23 questions about many different things, no? So we have like bioethics, we have animal rights, we have uh, artificial intelligence, we have nutrition and food technology. Uh, and it was great, no? So these are the type of creative things that sometimes... Uh, because we can't yet turn it into a business and we can't diversify as much as I would like to because we have like many ideas of all the things that we would like to do within the media um, area. Um, then we can take the liberty you know, to to do this and to produce our own little fun things that we use also as our own peer right. as well. Right. You know, as a... <laughs> right, right. Makes sense. What do you guys um think... Um, is one of the uh, most important things or, or for for a business. Why is PR so important for a business? And what should they be doing to try and get more PR? Of course, hiring you guys. And then what else? <laughs> um, they can start doing their own PR. Like, uh, of right. course, they're going to be the best or they should be the best advocates for the business, of course. But I've also encountered, again, like so many other women with small vegan businesses who are doing an amazing job, but then maybe they have like low self-esteem or they have encountered like so many no's in their way that they still like are finding hard to believe, you know, that what they're doing potentially could change the world. Um, so that also takes like a great amount of um like therapy you know and self-esteem and courage to believe in yourself you no, know, to find your own voice so I would say that they should start you no, know, by taking like a nice and compassionate compassionate and kind uh look in the mirror mm -hmm. and be like okay what are my main points what can I bring into the table um what can I do you know for the world to change and talk and start creating that narrative for themselves and for the businesses as well. Right. Um, and I think that right. PR is so important because as social animals, like we are, Shane, um, we, we just use language for everything, no? Language yeah. we use for love, language yeah. we use to share the stories that once moved us, uh, the memories that we're very fond of, uh, and even the big plans and dreams that we have for the future, no? So without that knowing how we know now no in 2023 when this is being recorded that animals the other animals also have like conscious and they can communicate in their own languages as well no um that communication is 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 everything no i would say that is the the glue that holds uh, society together right yeah awesome so do you think um should a business nowadays be trying to get coverage like with print magazines, with TVs, with radio and all that stuff? Do you think that's an important play in a business right now still? Yeah, definitely, Shane. Even though uh, people have partially lost um, the trust in media and no wonder why. Like I've read a study a few years ago that said that by 2022, that was last year, half of the news that we see would be fake news. Right. So obviously journalism has a massive challenge in there you know, to keep on producing high quality content that also interests the audience in the format that the audience needs, you No, know, because we're competing not only with other magazines and newspapers, the competition is not for um, a piece on the magazine, it's for the attention of the people and 
Right. We're competing with people in TikTok and big stars and people yeah. doing like goofy dances in there or very cute animals uh, like our cats. No? Right. So nobody yeah. can really compete for that <laughs> on there. No? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the competition is for attention. And even though you no know, media and journalism has a have a great challenge in delivering better content to people, um, the people still rely on media to get informed. No, we've seen that in um with uh the pandemic, no, and in 2020 when where there's like a global event that hits all of us, we go to social to social media, but we also go to the newspapers, to the TV channels, to the right. little barrio, no neighborhood magazines yeah. that we that we like and love. Yeah. And to those people who are leading the conversation everywhere no we we all have like a favorite journalist or a favorite news anchor that we follow and we admire no so obviously for a small medium or big business to be in the media means that not only they're going to get the coverage that they want they can also control the narrative about how the world perceives their the business no and for plant-based uh, business this is extremely important because we keep getting bashed in media uh every day you know True. um we yeah. just saw recently that infamous bloomberg article saying that plant-based sector is dead it's like oh i didn't yeah. know i was dead until someone totally. told me yeah. you know and it's only the lady was taking like some isolated facts and creative like an entire narrative from there which is a fallacy um, yeah. So many people, even Jenny, you know, who's been in this podcast with you as well, uh, yeah. took some time yeah. to refute that on social media and on the channels, saying that that wasn't true. So it's very important, I would say, for vegan companies and vegan NGOs to start controlling the narrative about themselves, you know, be the story that you want to tell. <laughs> yeah, I so agree with that. You know, that narrative on that Bloomberg was was out of whack, that's for sure, right? And <laughs> It was just, you know, crazy. I was going to, Jen, Jen texted me. She said, you should piggyback on my stuff, you know, after I done that one. But so I'll probably do something on it eventually here. Um, yeah, and I love what you, yeah, and I love what you said too. I think there's three things in there that you said are critically important for small businesses listening right now. One, attention. Two, leverage. Three, perception. And I think that that is the three things that builds businesses that don't get. One, the reason somebody doesn't make it and struggles because they just don't have enough attention in the market period. You know, yeah. people ask me, you know, why did we do a hundred podcasts in five months? Cause I knew I'd have a ton of tension in the market. It was as simple as that. Yeah. Right. Two, I'm smart enough <laughs> to know how to leverage it to scale our business and perception. It gave me more perception. And so I think people don't understand that, you know, don't understand it enough to how to play, uh, you know, play that game. And, and in the end it, it's, that's why media stuff to me is always important because in the end, people buy on perception. And and I tell people, it's not the one TV interview or the one magazine article that's going to get you. It's the little things that start adding up, right? That start adding up that give that perception. You know, like one of the Canadian uh, vegan magazines just did a feature on me that's coming out. And and uh, oh, and right away, that my team knew right away. You know, I said, okay, as soon as that article comes out, I go get a hold of the top bloggers, leverage them to write that story, get a hold of this, move it up the chain, right? So, like, instead of just sitting there, you know, I'm going to move it, which you guys know how to do that, right? I'm going to move that and 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 work with it and do some stuff with it, you know, and you know, because you got a little more leverage now in the market. So, I I really believe in PR is everything, you know, because it gives you that little 
extra bump, extra bump, you know, and when I send my TV clips or whatever clips I have to that next person, they're like, oh yeah, okay, well, right. You know, but there was one time when I had nothing, you know what I mean? I had to try and figure out how do I get anyone to talk about me? Right. Like nobody wants to talk about me. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I love what you just said. I think it's the, I believe that it's the most important two things in all business to scale is the perception is the attention in the market and then is how to leverage it all period that's that's really business and i make it sound simple don't i <laughs> no, no, but it is, it is. and also you said something that is very important as well and i would really like for our clients to understand it as well as you do if you get featured in media brag about it i yeah. mean yeah. the people in the media are going to see you but they might not follow you on your social media but people who already are part of your community they want to see you thrive so you have to give them that as well yeah i, lo I love that you know that brings up a story my friends in LA that I hang around with used to bug me, right? Big, you know, they made quite big money, 100, 100 grand, 150, 200,000 a month type stuff, right? But they had always used to say, you're too Canadian. And you know why they said that? Yeah, you know, and you know why they said that? They said, because you don't promote yourself enough. Ah, you have done right. all this stuff and you can get to the money in the business before a lot of people but you're too Canadian. You're too laid back. You like, we own it. We're like, Hey, we done this. This is what I've done. And then you've got to promote it more. And I'll never forget that. And then I started being like, okay, you know, and doing what you just said and it started to work a lot better for me. <laughs> yeah. I would also say that it's a British treat trait oh, oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Tom we're, we're the same. We, we've done it. It's fine. We don't need to brag about it. No, it's, there's, yeah. a, there's a weird line. Like, just promoting it, letting people know, and bragging. And British people don't know where that line is. So it's, it's right. Yeah, I can relate. Canadian side. <laughs> totally. We're, we're that yin and yang. Because I was so there. And I still at times, you know, have trouble. Doing, like, I'll be consciously be like, okay, hammer this out there. Like, I'm conscious because I can tell. I'll pull back. Right? I'll be like, you know, I'll go teach something or something instead of like be like, and then I just thought about it. Like the other day I put out a post and I was even kind of contemplating it, which is really weird because I sent to my team and it was like about the success on our podcast. Like I literally showed how many episodes we did, how much money we've made, like every details. Yeah. That thing got a ton of traction and tons of people messaged me over it. And yeah. I kind of felt like I was bragging, but then I seen the attention it got and it was like my one of my like people started sending me DM messages and being like, hey, do you want to do this together? So I was like, yeah okay i got you know like you just start to see like yes. just just tell it and share you know right and also people are genuinely happy for you uh right. and if they aren't then they're not your community yeah and as well true. when you share your successes no and see someone who's not happy for you then you know that's not that no yeah. like that person shouldn't be near you at all no i mean your friends should get as excited as you do know, like I think that I saw a clip uh, from last night gra Grammys of Jam Jamie Lee Curtis yeah, getting great. super excited because someone else has won a Grammy. Like that's the type of people that we want in our lives, you know, someone that you get to share the news with and get so excited uh, or even more than you. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good point because I've always believed that there is – enough business and enough wealth out there for everybody and everybody should try and help each other you know in a certain way i really have always believed that 
So, so where last question, where do you guys want your business to be? Where do you see it in three years, five years, 10 years from today? I, I do have a vision, uh, but I am trying to refocus a bit because I don't know that aligns with who I am and the way that I do things. So my original vision for the company was to have like a media production, you know, so everything like a little radio and magazine and TV and social media channels and the agency and maybe even like a marketplace, like all these type of things that would have to do with communication just to keep on pushing veganism all around the world. Uh, but right now I'm rethinking about it <laughs> to see if I if that's truly what I want because I also like and Tom too, you know, being in the outdoors, uh, we both climb and hike and we live in the mountains as well, uh, right. away from everything. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that is not the type of business that we envision at, the, at first. So we're still thinking about it, Shane. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And so if you seen, if you were thinking about it, like when you say mountains and hiking and all that, like how would that, how would that, like, how would that look to you then? I guess that um, I would still keep going doing what I do. I really also love interviewing people like you do, Shane. I love my yeah. podcast um, and I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone. So this year is going to come back in video as well in YouTube. So uh, I'm going to I'm 36 now and I'm going to be on YouTube for the first time. And that's a bit scary, but I'm very excited about it, too. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I would still do what I do, but probably I would carve more time to be on the outside you now and to do things that we love that maybe doesn't have to do with business or maybe it does. Maybe, I don't know, we start like a networking group uh, of vegans who hike. I don't know, <laughs> something like that. But that's smart. I mean, now you're thinking, I mean, I, I think it's brilliant what you're doing. I think that's going in the I think it's going in the complete right space. And I think it gives you lots of great content. I think it'll position you with brands that you never would have positioned with. You'll make the contacts. It'll, you know, I mean, it shows your passion. It'll bring trust and bring people in through the back door and stuff. I love it. I mean, I would, I love it. I would completely go that way and map it into your other, other stuff. I think it would work for you guys. Thank you, Shane. We also yeah. would like to love to travel to Canada. It's, it's always been on my bucket list. Because you guys have an impressive amount of nature and lovely land in there, no? To to just um I don't know, be in the outside, in the outdoors. Right. Sorry. Um. So yeah, maybe you should expect a visit from us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're more than welcome. I mean, you'll love Vancouver. Such a beautiful city. So and so many hikes. And I mean, there's just uh, honestly there's there's so many nice nice things to do here. I mean, we've got right in our downtown, we've got, you know, six beaches right there you can walk to and then just cross the bridge and walk them out up the mountains and stuff, you know, so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty special place, but we definitely pay a heck of a lot to live here. That's for sure. Right? Yeah, so, right? Amazing. So um, where can everybody find you guys at uh, website, social media, anything like that? Yeah, we're at the veganagency.es um, and on Instagram, TikTok as well. We're playing with that to see if we can find a voice in there and how would it look you know, to chat with to, to a younger audience. You no, know? That's the generation set. 
Um, we're on Twitter as well. Um, and I think that's it. No, um, soon to be on YouTube, right? Ah, uh, yes, but that's only going to be in Spanish so yeah. far. Uh, but I was yeah. also thinking about doing a few interviews in English as well. No, because mm. I mean I can do it. No, so right. let's see if my little podcast uh, gets uh, a long way. No, with uh, with English as well. Yeah, we could give it a mm. bit of a makeover, couldn't we? And, yeah, and do some in English. That would be fine. The, the name is yeah. still in Spanish. It's in Gonzales. Yeah. Uh, that means that nobody can rule it right. <laughs> or govern it. Right. right. <laughs> That's how I feel that I was yeah. no, for my entire life. So <laughs> it makes sense that audience is also like that. No, those outcasts who are trying to make uh, the world a better place. <laughs> nice, nice. That for you to make sure you guys chop the, those videos up and use the shorts right now like crazy. Yeah. Especially yeah, in Spanish, because you guys have <laughs> market traction right there. The algorithm's working for those right now, and there's lots of white space. It's not as competitive. Yeah. So, and do a lot. If you did, if you guys, especially in your country and how you're doing it, because I've already, we've looked at some of your country and different things that we do, it's not quite as even competitive yeah. yet. So, if you did one a day, which is easy chop up of videos like this, right? And then you're hiking and all that stuff. If you did one a day, I'm telling you, you guys would get traction. I've, if you did one a day for a year, I promise you, you'll come back to me. You'll be like, that's the best advice that I got. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Okay, thank that you so there. much. I, I'm putting that out there. So if you do it and you come back to me in a year and said we did it one, once and it didn't work, I'll be like, okay, I'll take responsibility. But that, that won't happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well awesome this has been a great interview i love how we got to go uh, in so many different directions and thank you so much for being on the podcast really appreciate it thank you thank you so much by the way something that i forgot very quickly yeah. i am going to be speaking at the vegan women's summit in new york uh i'm very excited because mm. i've got oh, chosen cool. um and okay. i am going to be giving uh what is it a workshop, a workshop. yeah mm. a workshop uh so i will be there uh, to, uh so if any of your audience is going to be attending the vegan women's summit in new york in may i will be there and it would be lovely to meet you all <laughs> congratulations yeah i'll connect you so a lot, some of my friends are speaking there lots of the girls i know will be speaking there so i'll connect you and, yeah. and hook you up to who i know in new york and lots of i know a lot of people in the vegan community in new york too so i'll, I'll hook you up out there and, and connect you after this thank you so much yeah you're, you're so welcome <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody. Of course, everybody watching this, make sure you go over and join our compassion community, Compassion Kingdom. We've been doing it for a long time. Whatever, once a month we go out, we do something good in the world uh, to help people. Last month, I think we raised, what was it, 400 coats for the homeless last month. And we have people that all over the world just do something on that day and we spread more compassion. So go over and join us in our compassion community. Go to our website, actionsofcompassion.com. Thank you, everybody. Till next time, live your life with compassion. Thank you again, guys.